All right, gentlemen, episode 38, the band's back together in-house. Uh, Statman's even back. Feels good to be here. Well, it's about damn time. Was it cephalos gone or no? Yeah, how would you take? A little bit of everything. Was it a little cream? Yeah, some pills. Does Colton cream. say the, the, the cream and a clear? <laughs> <laughs> Insert in both ends, you know, <laughs> all the pills. Oh, man. That's gross. All right, I was looking for a good joke, but I didn't want to start there and get that deep. No you pun intended. All right, this is your reminder around 3starrecruits.com for all your blogs, sports betting blogs, which sports betting has been on a lull lately. Tough slate last week. Holy shit. Dude, not good. Seahawks scored 16 points. I want to talk about it. Uh, we're on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. We also have another podcast, DFS Units, on Apple and Spotify as well. That is a uh, – it's more of a daily when there's stuff going on. There's not a lot going on right now. And I didn't feel like betting Mac football, so – not this week. Yeah, yeah, you gotta get in on the action. <laughs> yeah, not, not this week. I think I think this is the last week of weekday games for them. I is think it? they're. I think after next week they're back to Saturdays. Yeah, I'll get into something different. All right. So before we get started, last week we talked about our favorite Masters moments, right? And I got a text from a extremely loyal follower, listener. He sent me a text and said, "You fucking toddlers, how could you not mention the Greg Norman collapse? That broke my heart." Oh. I told him. Yeah, but I, I don't. I don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I told him I'd bring it up. I don't really remember it, but I remember. I couldn't even tell you what year it was. Stat boy, Greg Norman collapse. Do you guys want to put a guess out? Wasn't that the late '80s or was that early '90s? Uh, I'm gonna say it was like mid '93, '92. I was gonna say like '91. Wasn't even born yet, so <laughs> if that makes you feel any better, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm going to say it's like 96. Okay, so we're way off. I was still under 10, so. Yeah. I just, I'm going to say I'm not going to remember that. Blowing a six-shot lead. Yeah. So, Weeder, we got to talk about that. How, how do you remember it? It's like our age. Yeah. So I don't know how you would remember it. I mean, I've seen clips on the Golf Channel during Master's Week when right. they show it all, but like. Right. Maybe he was walking around in a Greg Norman straw hat at six years old. I don't know. <laughs> There's not really anything Greg Norman has done that really stands out, other than like making the clothes that I'm currently wearing. I guess <laughs> <laughs> Greg Norman has anything except worth you know make the shirt I'm currently wearing. We made a bunch of nude photos. Didn't he like almost chop his leg off with a chainsaw arm. or some shit like that? Almost cut his hand off yeah. with a chainsaw. He's got a winery. He's got a yacht. Yacht's got a helicopter. Just saying. He hasn't done anything, though, so it's okay. If I was in his position, I wouldn't even think of using a chainsaw. <laughs> right. If somebody else do it, and I would probably pull up a chair and watch him do it. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the Masters. Uh, we had a little bet last week, and I believe Statman over there won it. I would imagine. I didn't uh, you guys just got to bet DJ. That's, the, that's my only method here. <laughs> 2.6 million. I mean, if it ended on Friday, I won. <laughs> <laughs> But it didn't, so here we are. You can't win a golf tournament the first three days. So here's, here's you your cash sheesh. We'll figure it out oh, after. Yeah. All's I have. It, how does he have it all at once already? What? He doesn't. I don't. I just, it's oh, all I had on me. You only carry big bills, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I have bigger upstairs if you need them. So congrats on your uh, your winnings. It's 30 bucks. Don't spend it all at once. No, it's 60 bucks. Don't spend it all at once. I'm, whatever her name is. He's just grinning right now. 
<laughs> he just bought like four rounds of beers at the bar already. And three cactuses. Yeah. You kidding me? They're charging like $8 for a can of beer on Market Street. <laughs> I'll pass. Times are tough, man. <laughs> <laughs> he, All right. He loves not being on camera. I know. <laughs> he does. It's not probably a pretty good gig, isn't it? All eyes are on me all the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Masters is over. DJ wins in record fashion, minus 20. Not only was the first person to reach minus 20, he was the first person to finish in minus 20. So what do you guys thought? What did you guys think of the Masters? It was uh, boring a Saturday afternoon on. Well, I guess they had a little interesting Sunday morning. Um, first, what, five holes, six holes. Um Obviously, DJ was unstoppable. He's like a robot off the tee. <laughs> Just cruise control, it seems. I mean, how many times have you heard you can't hit a fade around Augusta? And two of the top three hit mm-hmm. fades all week. I don't think Rory was trying to hit a fade. No, I meant him. No. Yeah. Yeah, he had, uh, Rory had the blocks going pretty good, but. Yeah, that is, that's always been a thing. They, they say it's, you got to, you got to hit a draw to win at that place. I don't know. He proved him wrong for sure. I mean, I mean yeah, when you're hit, a five yard fade's not going to hurt you. Anymore. No, no, so. no, no, it's not. But it was fun. Like you said, Thursday, Friday, there was just nonstop golf because of the weather. So I was yep. up with a toddler and Ron texted me at one point. He's like, Hey, you watching any of the golf? Like, uh, I've been up waiting for coverage to start at seven thirty. Ron. <laughs> yes. I'm watching golf. <laughs> My big takeaway was less less with the play and more with just the aesthetics of the whole thing. Like every year you watch it and they cover the landscape with people. But then when there's no patrons to watch, you really see what the golf course actually looks like and you realize a lot of those tee boxes they don't have big complexes or anything. They're just shorter grass amongst yeah. this big open area. It's a very classic course. They got logs I, It looks boxes. great, but it's really weird. <laughs> I almost didn't recognize like 12. I didn't realize that that tee box is just sort of out there yeah there's nothing that's like because they frame that with people behind it yeah it's one of those courses that like if somehow you got onto it and there was no starter or anybody i could imagine getting lost like going from hole to hole like where the hell's the next hole i think 16 looked the most unrecognizable to me i think you said the same thing yeah the first time i saw 16 this week from behind the tee box with no fans no stands excuse me no patrons no stands it took me a minute to realize what hole i was even looking at it looks very different. And did you guys notice on Sunday? Because we did. Pin location on 16. That was yeah. in the way back, wasn't it? Instead of tucked it's back down. right. I think someone I, got the wrong pin sheet. So how do you not know? So I, I read something that was like the third time in the last like 40 years that it was there on Sunday. Right. Yeah. I I didn't look into it at all. Yeah, I didn't either. Just yeah, it's, it's almost always the back left where Tiger had his famous chip and, you know, JT had the hole in one last year. You, I thought it was like set in stone, the Masters, each day. I thought they so always I. put yeah. it in the same. So do you think, I don't know if this is true or not, but mm, do you think it's because there's no patrons there? So when they have it in that lower bowl, there's a lot more excitement and noise. So they didn't really have the noise. So would it have, you know, right? Because they always say that yeah. sound reverberates through the whole area yeah. down there. So without patrons, like, does it really matter if you put it down there because you're not going to hear those sounds? Yeah, and because I, I think the Saturday pin was on the lower tier on that oh, side, but yeah, it was closer like to the in, front. Yeah, near the middle-ish. As opposed to, like, kind of more towards the back. I, I don't know. I, I mean, 
I don't know if it really made a difference in the tournament, to be honest, but... If it was a tighter tournament, it might have made a difference. I mean, it's one of the last three holes, and when they tuck it like that, it forces you to make a decision. When it's in the back, you just splash it to the middle. You got an uphill putt on that green. Yeah. Yeah, it's it definitely played longer, I could tell. I think it was number five on Sunday played unbelievably long. Like, I was watching Tiger's group and Scheffler and those guys. And I think you said you saw that Anzer. Was Sunday, Abraham Anzer, he had like 240 and he hit a five wood or something into a par four, which is unheard of on the tour these days. The, yeah. the and he guys. had like 50 feet. Yeah. Yeah. So it definitely played longer. Yeah. First two days, it was clearly softer. The guys were able to attack the greens. I don't think it's any coincidence the weather, the way it was in the fall, and that the, sc- the scores were lower than we've ever seen there. I think that correlates as we would expect doesn't take anything away from it in my opinion but i think the closest we got to see augusta showing its teeth was saturday yeah yeah and we didn't on sunday because they went out so early it was still soft yes still you know moisture in the air moisture in the ground a lot of those second shots in the 15 i think a lot more balls were holding the green you would have saw a lot more balls over the back edge even on two thursday friday in that back and that left pin yeah i mean guys are just Throwing it back there, there's six feet of green there, and it was holding. Normally, that doesn't hold. Yeah, and, and I think we noticed a lot, even on 18, all weekend, um, players missing left. Usually that, you know, if they have to move the patrons, it's stomped down and everything, but that grass was perfect over there. Mm-hmm. So if you missed left, it didn't, it didn't hurt you or anything. Now, there was 26 first-timers this week, this past week. And assuming all of them come back next year, or they make it into next year, do you think there's? Do you think that what they saw last week is going to hurt them next year? Yes, I think a few of them. He's not a great example because Matt Wolf didn't make the cut, but they were talking about him, how he missed the cut, and he would de- he'll definitely be back next year. Right. Kind of conversations, um. That, yeah, do you do you show up this year, the allure of Augusta, thinking it's one of the harder golf courses you're going to see, and then you go and, ah, eh, this really isn't that hard. And then do you come into it next spring thinking, eh, this place isn't as hard as they say it is, and then right. get kicked in the teeth by the real Augusta in the spring. I, th- I think it definitely helped them not having patrons there, right? No no fans to hear the, the cheers. There were six first-timers in the top 25 which is probably very unheard of there. I mean, you know, the lowest lowest scoring average for Thursday, Friday, lowest cut yeah. they've ever seen. It was the lowest scoring overall, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, probably. That would so, <laughs> yes. have to be. Hmm. Yes, 20 so. ties the lowest ever in a major. Yeah. What was the other one stat playing, you know? That I'm not sure if I can tell you in about five seconds. Right. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It's the Masters. It's always going to be different. Uh, I did see something today where some, you know, an article like, oh, I don't know what their avenue of attack was or they were trying to make a point, but they said that ratings were at all-time low. And I can see that because during, we're in November, during golf season when that Masters is on, I can name a lot of people that know that the Masters is on because it's usually around Easter, it's that time of year, and they watch it just just to watch it. Henrik nope. Stenson at the Open. Do you remember him and oh, Phil coming down the stretch? Oh, yeah, that that's was right. amazing watching them match back and forth. It was great. Uh, I think the big – I enjoyed it because there was so much golf Thursday, Friday. 
I did fall asleep a little bit in the afternoon on the couch on Saturday. Sunday was still, it was all right. You were here. It was just kind of like we're watch, we knew we were watching the Masters, and it was a major. And you knew someone was going to walk out of their green jacket. It was pretty clear it was going to be DJ at that point. But that Sunday was a day it felt different for me because yeah. there was no patrons. Yeah. It felt really, really different. It just wasn't the same. Yeah, and, and I'm one, and I thought I think they were thinking you know ratings would go up because they moved so many football games Sunday. So I think there was only three or four games at one o'clock. But you, how many people love football and would rather watch football over the Masters? Now I didn't watch football until Bills came out at four, but um, I would much rather watch golf. But I, I'm guessing a majority of this country would much rather watch football on Sunday, even, no matter who. This time, I mean, I, I flipped over and I was like, "Oh, it's the Eagles Giants." Like, I don't really care. We <laughs> watched saw, some of that shit show. I saw a lot of activity when they had game day there at the Masters. Right, people were all screenshotting it and like tweeting and like, yeah. "What the hell's going on? Why are they at Augusta?" Like, yeah, they were set up in the par three course somewhere. I think it's a lot of younger people that aren't quite ready for exactly. golf yet. You know, right? Still, it's odd to see them not happy. Yeah. I mean, I talked to a couple people on the phone, like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm watching the Masters. Oh, did they reschedule that? And those are some of the same people that in April, they would know the Masters is on, even though they probably have never played golf in their life, and they still watch it because it's the Masters. Right. But it's, it's odd because golf has had really high ratings. So for people to not be that aware of it is kind of Because I think it's this time of year. It's November. You got college football. You got regular football, especially Saturday. I mean, you go like south of PA or in this, this state, and college football turns into basically a religion, so you got a lot of people down in the south that, who knows? They probably would have an all-time low attendance at Augusta on Saturday. Yeah. If people were, you know, if college football was going on, they were they did have patrons. Well, I, I think they, I don't think Georgia played Saturday. They didn't. Because of, because of that. The oh. SEC kind of postponed a, a couple yeah. because of COVID, but. A couple they postponed because the Masters was on. Yeah, Ridley, the chairman, even mentioned that. Oh, did he? When it came on, he thanked the NFL and the SEC conference for changing their schedules. Nice. I did not know uh, that. Do you know Ridley is the last USAM champion to never turn pro? Really? Or the only USAM champion to never turn pro? Other than the current one who's probably going to turn pro in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> Just a fun fact. Um. I'm going to open a can. What do you got over there? Nothing. I'm just, just laughing at Stab Boy. No. <laughs> He's taking it it's all. much in. different watching him now. <laughs> um, I, I think a good uh, lesson learned on Sunday was Tiger. Something you could teach a lot of kids. Yeah. Taking that 10 on 12 and then birdieing five of the last six holes to get back to red numbers. Do you want to hit him with a stat about making a 10 on that hole? Um. Oh, I don't know that. what stat you're talking about, <laughs> but I could try. The, the Bubba Watson stat. Oh, yeah. Did you see that? The parallels between? No. So Bubba won the 2012 Masters. 2013, he made a 10 on hole 12. And then he won the 2014 Masters. Oh, So bring on 2021. So Tiger, Tiger won last like year. That. He made a 10 on 12 this year. <laughs> Yeah, but what about all the stats you see about this dude, year with Jack Nicholas and Tiger and all the shit that There's a fun up. stat, stat boy. Damn it. Come You're on. supposed to embrace it. That's your role. You, you should have loved that one. That was a good stat. It was all right, yeah. Listen, I do. I have a quick gripe about Jack. Listen, I will respect the guy. He was a great golfer. He's a legend. We do not need to be reminded by Jack that he's a legend, okay? We don't. Thanks, Jack. We got it. 
can you just kind of mingle and hang out with us? Be there, wave, maybe kiss a few babies on the head. Are the, mm, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Are they, they, they going to have sandwiches next year at dinner? Uh, I, <laughs> DJ loves the sandwiches. <laughs> Ross has a different theory. We can talk about it off yeah. air. Yeah. But you know, I was watching. Uh, they did a ceremonial tea shot. They took Jack and Gary back into the press room. They're doing converse. They were just doing an interview with them too. And somebody asked Jack about Rory. Said, well, what would advice would you give Rory? He's, you, know, you could win this week and win the career Grand Slam. You know, he's got the game. Do you have any, like, do you have any other advice that could possibly help him? Dude went on a four-minute rant about how he was the only one. And then he had, the, I have this picture of, you know, Gary and I, because we were the only ones in Sneed and uh, the Kim Wells with Hogan. Well, I have this picture. It was a great picture, really nice picture. It's a picture I have on my mantle. I keep that picture around. And it sounded just like that. Four-minute rant, and finally the reporter said, uh, Rory. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude talked about himself for four minutes. I'm like, come on, man. No one no one gives a shit about you anymore. Like, you're getting a little bit on that, like, Johnny Miller side of the yes. dike. Could you knock it off? I, I think he's, he's not only a little bit on that side of the dike, he is – Turned into Johnny Miller 2.0. Oh, I like it. See, I just <laughs> thought I was just trying to be devil's advocate here. It's a bold statement, his, Cotton. His it's play, true, though. His playing career is one of the best ever. There is no arguing that. But every interview with him these days, he, he turns it into about himself. himself rather than answering a question. It, it It's getting annoying, actually. The only good part is he's not announcing. Oh, thank God. They do have him <laughs> in a booth, though, like, when in Ohio. Yeah. Uh, so let's go, move on to the other person I can't stand. <clears throat> oh, if I lose this golf ball, do I have to count it as a lost ball? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I'm going to back up. We'll get to that. Monday through Wednesday, I was pulling what hair I had in my head out, listening to the media, just absolutely crown this asshole. When we're talking about Bryson, if anybody doesn't catch the hint. Just crown this guy. He, there's no way. This course is too short. And then the little little peckerhead himself even went in the media room and said, well, par here is 67 for me. And I'm like, who is this jackass? 67 for you? Have you played like a, what, six handicap this week? I don't know how you made the cut finishing a plus 18. I know. I don't, I don't get it. I mean, and then technically DJ shot even par. <laughs> right. So I, I just, I, I can't stand his arrogance. And I don't. I feel like at this point, you can't even argue that it's confidence and he's doing it his way. It's purely an arrogance. Am I, am I too far off base there? No. And it's like, I understand if you want to do things your way. I've never had a problem with that. It's your, it's the antics we've seen this year that you've pulled. And then you start playing like shit this week. And then we get an interview of, well, I just, I'm just not feeling well. I'm like dizzy or something. Well, maybe it's the 40 protein shakes you're taking. You should probably go to a doctor because my guess is, is you probably, you know, your liver and kidneys are all messed up from the amount of protein you're taking. I don't know. Did you guys see, I think it was Sunday, I don't know, DJ was probably on like 12. They went into the cabin and um, Van Pelt and Curtis Strange were in there right after Bryson's interview. And he asked Curtis about it and he goes, yeah, I don't have a comment. Because you could tell he wanted to say something. He's like, it's probably not the time to, to yeah. say anything about it because it was just it a, wouldn't you're, benefit you're, him. So yeah, why you're just making an excuse? Be, oh, I didn't play well, so eh, I was no, feeling you just dizzy. Didn't play well, and maybe he wasn't feeling well. Who knows? Right. But the way the when he said it, 
like say that like prior. You yeah. don't say it like you're dizzy because your head's spinning trying to think <laughs> for an excuse. Like it's just ridiculous. Yeah, maybe you should do some more scientific experiments off side hill and downhill lies because that's what Augusta is. There's been a definite change in the in the pressers. Like the the conferences afterwards, you used to hear him talk about what he was doing and kind of get too far into science or act like that. But I'm pretty sure I heard him say verbatim this week that he is changing the game. And usually when someone is changing a culture of any sort, they don't just come out and say, hey, I'm changing. I'm changing everything about this. Like, how smug of a comment can you be putting out there and saying that you're the the catalyst yourself? He is extremely arrogant, and I just – he's very elementary. He's almost got the – he's got an attitude of a 12-year-old child who's, you know, fairly decent at golf when they're around their friends. The press conference he had earlier this week where he went around – each hole and told the press what he hit in. Well, like, dude, nobody cares. I can do that too when I just drop a ball in the fairway. Yeah, you you can hit that <laughs> in too. You know, sounds great. I'm glad you hit pitching wedge in on 11 on Tuesday. That's what I Indian Hills. I hit pitching wedge in on four. Yeah, I just dropped one out there by the pond. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So the point is, is like none of none, nobody cares about that. And then they would just the the prior coverage of them at the range. And it's just everyone standing around, like, circle jerking this dude, watching, you know, his launch monitor. <clears throat> Kid's like a child. He just wants to hit driver on the range. And I I said to Russ, do you think – it's a great question for all of you. Do you think him just sitting around worrying about ball speed, swing speed, distance, and carry distance to the driver, do you think that's fed into the rest of his game where he's got zero finesse and touch with his irons? Why just – It's definitely not helping. Can't be. Yeah, he remains one of the best putters. Not this week. Not this week, but overall. Well, that's what people forget is he won the U.S. Open not because of how far he hit it. Yeah, it was he, purely on the putter stroke. He putted that fantastic that week. Yeah, he continued to talk about how far he hit it. <laughs> yeah. And he didn't even – it's not like he obviously was soft, but he was still only – I don't know what his average was this week, but it couldn't have – I mean, some of the furthest ones I saw him hit maybe like 340. It wasn't like crazy numbers that he was putting up. No. It's going to be a couple degrees difference on clubs because you got Dustin Johnson who wins it, who's what maybe ten yards behind him average. I and mean, Bryson he, might stomp a couple out there thirty yards past him, but most of the time, driver. yeah, yeah most I, of the time he's hitting at three thirty, and Dustin's hitting at three twenty. So yeah. big whoop. And I think a good perspective on that is Kyle's boy Fratelli, who went started kind of lifting more and went to a forty six inch driver, and he gained like fifteen yards. Uh, Bernhard Langer made the cut too, and he hits a two sixty. <laughs> right, so I can't really. I was going to bring that up. I mean, he did. Sorry beat Bryson, to squash. So. <laughs> no, he beat Bryson, and I heard a comment earlier last week. They asked, they asked him like, "What was the what's the longest iron you hit into the greens this week in the par fours?" He said, "Iron." <laughs> He's probably hitting a driver off the deck into some of them. He was right? hitting fairway woods. He was hitting hybrids. The guy didn't hit irons in these greens. He. He scored better. Yeah. Keep it in the short stuff. Short stuff. And not wet seems to be the key. Because yeah. you asked what's like the statistic for a 10. I think it's two balls in the water, a duffed chip, and a couple putts, right? Yeah. That's a 10. Yeah. Doesn't take much. <laughs> happens fast. In <laughs> the bunker back in the water. Oof. Uh, so that brings me to my next question. Monday through Wednesday, while well, they were giving this kid the crown, and he basically the green jacket. We talk about how they need to roll the ball back and the technology, and I was like losing my mind listening to this shit. And they even asked Ridley about changing Augusta basically to 
uh, I don't know, combat Bryson. I guess we have to combat a guy that finished like T31, but the ball, the ball argument just pisses me off because it is what it is. In my opinion, you still got to put the ball in the hole, which is the most important thing in golf. And they were forgetting about that and by we, I mean the media and the old heads. And I think it's people like Jack who just, they can't stand to watch it. They can't stand to see it. So they want the, they want the equipment rolled back and the ball rolled back. If you rolled the ball back, in my opinion, you're not. You're only hurting the amateur, and you're only going to hurt growing the game, because the guys like Bryson and Dustin, when you roll the ball back, they're still going to be hitting farther than everybody else. Yep. So you're not changing anything. They're still going to have the advantage. So what's the point? And then they want to go to two different balls. You want to go to a ball that the pros play, and then we have a, we want to go to a ball that you know, the amateurs play. That is the dumbest thing in the world, in my opinion, because of all tournaments, the Masters who promotes you know the amateur and Bobby Jones and. So you're going to have kids go play the USAM and play all these amateur events, and then they turn around and they say, well, welcome to the Masters. Thanks for playing. You have to use these golf balls now. Right. You've, you've put up this really big wall between amateur golf and professional golf and growing the game. It's my opinion. Please throw your two cents in. Uh, I'll just play devil's advocate. I agree with you that they really shouldn't do a lot, but when you look at the rules of golf, you've got really defined rules for clubs. For example, maximum length. Like Bryson, we know, is going to continue to – make his driver longer, he's going to go all the way to 48. I don't know if he's already made that change or not. But we've also got the rule of coefficient of restitution. So there can only be so much spring off the club face. But when you look at the rules for balls, there's a max diameter, 1.68 inches. But then there's nothing that says anything about plastic sciences. I mean, that wasn't even a thing when they were making the rules to think about. So at some point, Maybe we should make the definition of what is legal and not because we know that every year Titleist puts a new Pro V1 out. And it might not feel different because it's such incremental year over year. But I promise if you play a 2010 Pro V1 and then a 2020, it's going to be different. If you play a 2000, it's not even going to have a solid core. It's going to have like oil and rubber bands or some shit in it. Like at some point, you need to make a definition. I'm not saying whether we're at a good or bad spot now, but I think it should be defined. Yeah, I don't disagree. It makes me wonder if there actually is something that's just not on paper in front of us in the rules of golf. Because in everything's the book got, of decisions, there might be more elaborate stuff, but I'm not sure. Or not even in that, because it's got to go for uh, approval, right? Through the RNA and USGA. Well, but I don't know what they're doing to test it. I'm not sure what they're doing to test it exactly. And I also know that the other problem is, is guys like Dustin and some of these guys, they're not playing the same ball that you and I are all buying off the shelf. Right. They're, you know, they go, they, you know, I've seen before, I watched a video one time, Dustin went to TaylorMade's facility, basically hopped on a track, man, hooked up all the numbers, and then you have engineers there that are, like, punching their numbers in, they came up with, like, four different dimple patterns for him to try. That's, that makes a difference. You That's can, like dialing in a shaft and a driver and everything else. You can do that at a cushionet in Massachusetts. It's 100 bucks, and you go hit on launch monitors, and they make a Pro V1 for you, and they'll, like, give you test balls and everything. Sweet. It's crazy. I, I just think that's the problem with the ball is I don't, some of them aren't playing the same thing. You and I are buying off the shelf at Dick Sporting Goods or any of our pro shops. And I don't think rolling the ball back is the answer. I think we just got to definitely not change Augusta. I'm just such a traditionalist when it comes to that place. Like there's things that make that place awesome. And one of them is the golf course. And if someone gets home in two on 12 or, you know, yeah, 13 and 15, who cares? <clears throat> Yeah. Why do we got to make it, you know, a layup and I don't know. And it, 
it was interesting this year because I think it was I think they said it was new this year. They had that kind of drone overhead on fifteen and sixteen. So some of the views we got from fifteen we wouldn't normally get. Yeah. So even looking from that fairway, what they're hitting into on fifteen, even like they showed somebody like one of the pitch shots from like 110 yards, and you're like, that green is not big when you're standing in the fairway. Right. It's, it's tiny. Yeah, I think I did see a picture someone took from the top of the hill. Yeah. Like the view down. Like Yeah, it's not big. So it, it makes it even more impressive when these guys are, you know, sticking it to 10, 15 feet. Uh, we were just talking about golf balls, and I I was scrolling around, and I got an ad for Wilson now sells. I don't even know if they're available yet. Have you tried them? These Russell, golf balls Russell's that don't have paint on them? He's got them. Yeah, oh, no. no. Not the, oh, oh, the paint. They're a raw finish, so they don't I think have an actual I, outer coat. Yeah, I don't yeah. think they've released Oh, really? They, they just they say that the paint on a normal golf ball fills the dimples in, and it rounds out the edges. So they're giving it a raw finish to give it the proper sharp edges on the dimple because the thing I read said at 200 yards with their off-the-shelf balls that they had bought would like go up to 25 feet off target because of the paint. So they've taken the paint out of the equation so they fly straighter and truer. Kind of a Bryson DeChambeau-esque thing because he floats his golf balls to find their center of gravity. You've played the Wilson ball though, right? Yeah. You like it? Yeah. Yeah, I did actually. I think these ones, right, they just announced these this week. Yeah. I think. Yeah, earlier this year they brought back their staff ball, which is the equivalent of the the Pro V1 or the TB5X line, et cetera. But, yeah, they – we're in that time of the year where companies are announcing their equipment for next year, and that was one thing Wilson did. Yeah, it's it's unpainted, raw cover, they're calling us. So the whatever layer is traditionally under the paint is now just slightly bigger, and then they leave it unpainted. Come by our harder-to-find golf ball is what it sounds like to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. I don't agree with rolling the ball back trying to I don't agree with taking the technology out of the ball trying to make the ball shorter um it would be interesting if they're you know like baseball major league baseball there's only there's one baseball right it'd be interesting to see in golf if there was just this is a golf ball and you and I go out on a Saturday morning. One brand. We're playing the same golf ball that they're playing on tour. You know, if it was still an advanced technology, a, a modern golf ball, but it's just this is a golf ball. This is what you have to play. One with. company produces the golf ball. Yeah, it'd be interesting yeah. to see. Yeah, even even if you said oh, we're going to put Callaway, <coughs> Taylor, May, uh, I was going to say maybe you could put different names on them, but maybe just you, send a blueprint out for all the companies <laughs> right, to make for their exactly. pro level player. Because but then you've you done have, the same thing and split into pro and amateur already <laughs> i mean because you could have you know a rawlings or a wilson baseball that are made to the same specs you could do that with if you want to keep marketing then you would just be choosing a name but right so the then are you going to do that with the clubs next we kind of do right well, with the uh, yeah i would say the clubs are somewhat along that line already i mean <clears throat> there's limits there for making a golf club but they're still all different I mean, there's still, there's, with a golf ball, you've got different compounds and different compressions for different outcomes. Yeah, I mean, as long as they pass the COR test and all those clubs at this point, they all have access to the same shafts. I'm just saying it seems like a slippery slope where we will always end up talking ourselves into the pros and the amateurs having two different things. As much I think as I it's hate to dumb. Admit it. I do too. I think it's stupid. I, I just think that they should maybe freeze it in time where it is and just say like, 
Did, no more advancements. You put on the up ball. a really big wall between the pros and AMs if you do that. How are AMs supposed to get to the next level if they they're now playing two different games? Literally. It seems like an irrelevant conversation until the person that's hitting it or hundred yards, you shall not be named, actually starts winning these tournaments that they're so concerned about. When he wins four or five jackets, okay, maybe we should talk about it. But if he's finishing eighteen over par, it's kind of an irrelevant question at that point. I mean, I've been a big fan of uh, Jamie Sedlowski, the former yep. World Long Drive competitor. He's a good Instagram follower, puts out cool content, and he does a lot of those. Used to do a lot of those events where he'd show up at tournaments and put on, you know, the performance hitting, you know, hitting a an old school putter, three hundred and ten yards, that kind of thing. But just like two years ago, he got out of the long drive game and turned pro to start playing competitive golf. I mean, if distance was the only thing that mattered, right, he'd be on tour winning everything because yep. the guy can take a standard. He could probably take Bryson's standard standard driver and hit it 50 yards past Bryson. Yeah. But and he didn't need to put not. on 50 pounds to do it. The right, guy weighs correct. about 165 <laughs> yeah, pounds. Yeah, he's like Rory's size. So he – He's a prime example of how distance just distance isn't everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's the uh, it's the old adage: not how far, it's how many. Yeah, right. Like, you still you still got to put it in the still hole. Still got to put it in the hole. As as Rory said, how DJ gets around because they played together Thursday, Friday. He's a C ball, hit ball, C line, putt line. He does. He said he <laughs> like, had the, he had everything on a on a string, hitting <laughs> like, yeah. BBs out there. Right, and he right, and he's probably we've I think we talked about this probably a month ago. He's probably one of the fastest players on tour. Yeah. When he, you know, he gets down the tee and in the fairway, he gets up there and hits it. He knows what he wants to do and just hits it. They asked him in a press conference, I think this week, they said, what's your thought process? And he said, I I get a number and I see where the wind's going and then I hit it. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that everyone should listen to that line and take after that, not the Bryson DeChambeau. Take in 80 equations and walk out your 80-yard shots. That, That pressure? The pressure in the air makes a big difference. What's the humidity? <laughs> Apparently he didn't have it all figured out. I mean, Tiger didn't even know the wind on, on Sunday. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. His, his excuse was that he committed to the wrong wind. He said the wind was the other way for the first two players. Well, maybe he should have played better on 11, then he wouldn't have hit third. <laughs> maybe he shouldn't have hit it with so much spin. He just spun him off the green. I don't know what wind had to do yeah. with it. I think he was just trying to make birdie there because it didn't matter at that point. And you take it on that line on Sunday with the win. I think it just we've seen it. Yeah. It's a shame we're spending so much time on the ten and not the what was it five out of six of the next holes. Yeah, mm-hmm. he brought it back. I think what was tough for him is he was he was in it <clears throat> the first couple days because when he came back, he played those last eight holes and then he'd go back out. I think those last like ten, eleven holes were tough on his back and uh, hip. Yeah. His ass was all I think, knotted up, and was, I think he clearly. Fucked his back up either Friday or Saturday during playing 27 holes. Yeah, that's a lot of walking some of the bad back. Saving Dustin from falling down a staircase probably. The second, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the second half of Saturday and then all day Sunday, he clearly was in, in pain, discomfort. Yep. His his swing looked okay, but teeing the ball up and getting it out of the hole, it looked like he couldn't bend over, yeah. which had to have been affecting some of his shots, especially, his, in my opinion, probably his putting, bending over with the shortest club. Yeah, he, he was clearly in pain. He needed one of those cups on the end of his putter. Suction <laughs> <Pulled> cups. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, 
If he had Tiger starts using one of those, we'll all petition for him to just retire. What do you mean? Joey, just stick Joey, the toe of your putter in there and jab it out. Yeah. Not frowned upon at Augusta. Joey, can you tee that ball up for me? Speaking of frowned upon at Augusta, I've heard stories in the past where players have said, hey, we've. It is Augusta. You kind of walk around on eggshells there at times just because of what it is and the members. And yeah. And I, I'm. Some of you may disagree with this. Ross knows where I'm going. I know with where this. you're going, and I agree with you. I understand if you want your wife to dress any way she does, Paulina. <laughs> but as Dustin, when you want to be like, "Hey, hey, babe, do you want to wear something a little bit different if you're going to come to the golf course today?" What's the yoga pants <laughs> and the, and the uh, sweatshirt and the crop top, dude? Well, that sweatshirt looked like my. Uh, <coughs> Jamaican bobsled. So, <laughs> this does not seem very empowering to me. I, the rumor, though, I, I agree with you. I think you need to. A little class. Yeah, be de- delicate. It was a little yeah. chilly. She couldn't wear her, her skirt. I, you don't need to be dressed up for a formal, right? But it is. You the, think of how we dress if we're going to dinner at our club versus the country club, right? right. You're going to make sure you t- tuck your shirt in at the country <laughs> club kind of situation. It's also the biggest day of his life. He, yeah. <laughs> But the the rumor is that that outfit was completely put together by Adidas because Adidas sponsors DJ, and he wears all Adidas clothing, shoes, everything. That jacket was Adidas that Paulina had yeah. on. So I'd be calling which, Adidas. Yeah. So could you put together something a little more classier? I'm trying to think of, like, what, like, other pe- other spouses have worn in the past. I thought I Phil's out, wife like, was overdressed the one day. I saw her in the background. He was talking to her after he walked off the green. She had like a white, like, I don't know if it was a sundress or what it was, but she had like boots on, like booties on. And I'm like, it's got to be tough to walk around in custom wearing those things. And then you had Paulina wearing like tank tops. I mean, we're not, complaining. We complaining? We're not <laughs> complaining about yoga pants, right? But to me, wearing yoga pants to Augusta on the 18th green when your husband just won, or they're not even actually married, but that's kind of the equivalent of like wearing your pajamas to Walmart, right? Like... <laughs> Well, that's normal there. Well, I do that. Though. No comment. <laughs> I know what you're saying. It is. I mean, there's there's probably better things you could have put on. Yeah. Show just a little yeah. bit of a little Adi- bit of class. Adi- if it, if it was by Adidas, like they could have done a little better job. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe readily called Adidas on Monday morning. <laughs> said, listen. <laughs> She's there to work, but look at Amanda Balionis. Doing, yeah, the, she wore, doing the interview she, pants on yeah. she had a pantsuit on. She looked outstanding. <laughs> but <it's, laughs> Hi, Amanda. You know what I mean? But she looked appropriate for Augusta National. Appropriate's a great word for it. Yeah. That is, that's the word I'm looking for. Yes. Um, well, Augusta in the books, we got like, what, 130-some days? Uh, yeah, less than six months. Should we months. do it again? So you got to think DJ could go from, like, major choker to two green jackets in a five month stretch. Yeah. And there's a very you gotta put him as a favorite right now to win again in April. He uh, is a favorite right now. What is the what's the line at? I don't know. I it was like twelve to one. Right. Yeah. I'm really I'm curious sure lower by the time it gets April. Yeah, I wanna I wanna know what it is like because that first week because it, it was like eight to one. Yeah. Going got, into the Yeah, because I wrote a couple like I was listening to a podcast earlier for this week's golf tournament, but Xander right now is twenty to one to win Augusta, and they said that's only going to get lower. So, like, if you yeah. want to put money on Xander, try to find it now. But 
twenty to one for him because I think he ended the week at like fourteen. So his comment, Kyle's boy Dylan for Telly, it's because I may or may not have thrown like ten dollars on Fratelli to win the Masters. What was that? Like a hundred and twenty to one at least. It's like it had been more than that. Two fifty. Two fifty to one. Your mouth must have been watering, huh? I was like, uh, every time he hit a shot, he's like, "Are you kidding me?" He, I sent him a text because I knew he was probably up. I knew you weren't. Figure you're still out, coon dogging it. So, sent him a text. I go, "I got ten bucks on Fratelli to win the Masters." He goes, "No, you don't." So I took a screenshot of my Fanduel. He held it together well. Yeah, he did. It's the name we're going to hear more. Yeah, probably going to miss the cut this week though. So. Imagine a guy in Rex Specs winning a green jacket. <laughs> I went to his Instagram. It's not just golf. He just wears them all the time. I mean, he's not that old either. <coughs> Looks like he's got he some is, full contact cooking going on in his kitchen. He's, he's got him on. I think he's older than you think, though. He's older than Jordan, but Jordan was in college when he was there. So he's like oh, three or four years was, older than yeah, Jordan. Yeah, he was a, I thought he's 35. He's, I swear. He, he, was, he was a senior when Spieth was a freshman. Mm-hmm. Not 35. I think he was 30 or 31. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah they. I don't know, but it's nice thirty. I, yeah, so I'm texting like I got ten dollars in Fratelli to win the Masters. Like, no, you don't. He also had ten dollars on everybody else in the field. That's but not true. <laughs> did you have money on DJ? He would not bet on I did not. <laughs> or Patrick Reed. No, I had like six guys. One of them was Fratelli. I just threw it on the dark horse. That so you never know. And I was close. Do one one more shout out. I'm hoping I'm not stealing anybody's star. Does anybody have a star other than? DJ well, for the Masters. Yeah. Yes. All right. I'll I'll hold it off then. All right. Go ahead. No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> I'll add it in at the end if we need to. I think I actually touched on all my notes. So I'm even looking. We hit it all for the Masters. Me Can too. we talk about the lost ball thing? <laughs> and you wrote. Oh yeah. Yes. I I want to hear what you guys have to think about it. I just all I saw was I didn't see it happen. I saw a quote from like a we PGA were, memes. We thing. were sitting here watching it. They found it. Did they end up finding? Yeah, I, what was, a statement! He was, after, he, was, right? he was putting out on three. He was three. putting out, and one of the mar- or, uh, volunteers found it. One of the volunteers even said, "We weren't even looking in the right spot." But he's too arrogant. He's like, "No, no, I was up here." And like Russ is in the recliner. He's like, "He's probably going." Oh no, I the thing's been high. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, if anyone listening didn't watch, so that was I don't even remember what hole number that was. Three, three, the, three, the short par four that he said he could drive. Yeah, he pulled into the left rough. The ref, the rough there was thick and wet, so I'm sure the thing just plugged. Yeah, because I, I think Tiger made a comment on Saturday. He said, "They said he's like that second cut. I don't know if that's a second cut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he said it was extra long. <laughs> so they on TV they showed the replay a few times, showed approximately where the ball was. Which without patrons, it's a little bit harder to tell exactly. You know, within a five foot chunk of where you are." He was out there with a crew of, what, what like 10 volunteers uh, looking for no the ball. No one was really looking. Have you ever been <laughs> yeah. in a match and you're like up one oh, and you're yeah. like, I'm going to walk around out of courtesy, but I'm not really looking yeah. that hard. We, yeah. we, we have all been there, yes. <laughs> and, uh, I, I mean, by the rules of golf, you have three minutes to look for your ball when you get up there. and That's the new number. Yeah. So, so I, uh, I made a smart comment to these guys. <laughs> I said, "How long before we hear the we hear Bryson ask for a high school rolling?" 
You know, in high school, you're like, well, you know, if you guys can all agree that it was in a spot, you just drop it. It was like 30 seconds later. So if, you know, even if we agreed it was here and it plugged and there's ground under repair, I can't do anything. The guy's like, no. Which my question is, where's their ground under repair in Augusta? Augusta. There was not ground under repair. Yeah. And it had rained. Maybe that was not not that I like him, but if there are patrons there. That ball's not lost. Right. Someone, you know, someone sees Someone's it if there's patrons it. there. Yes. But, and I said to you guys, even on Friday, they mentioned, I don't know who was announcing at the time, but they said it was very wet down in there. And that's a par four that a lot of people are trying to drive it as far up as they can. Why was there not more than two people standing in that area if they yeah. knew it was that soft there? But didn't bother me. I just so. find <laughs> it funny. It adds to the, the legacy of dumb rulings. I mean, we all play with people that know the rules well. We all take rulings that are going to sometimes benefit us, but we're within our rules. I've never played in a match where someone asks me about ants or asks me (laughs) if I lost it, can I just drop one? Anything like that, it's just... You got to watch out for them fire ants in Augusta. No, it it does suck. Like It it was probably wet and a plug, but I'm pretty sure whoever found it said... They They said it was about 10 feet, 10 to 15 feet behind where they were looking. Yeah. Yeah, it was back further. And then he hit the second, his provisional, direct, probably directly left of it, but it bounced, so it was obviously easier to see. Yeah. It didn't break my heart. That's an Perm- ego thing, because I always look way too far back and end up going, oh, how did I hit it up there? Yeah. It's <laughs> karma, man. When you tell Augusta National that par is only 67, yeah. Augusta National is going to win. Every time. Every time. <laughs> All right, we'll move on to the Masters until we do it again in April. Uh, football this week and NBA draft on right now. Which one do you guys want to tackle first? We're not big NBA fans, so we can go through that quickly. Although, yeah. if, if you give me the NBA offseason all the time, it, there's nonstop. There the past, is. past, like, five days have been nonstop. And it's always it's like that every year. There's guys constantly moving around. I do have a gripe, though. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. I got a few. Go ahead, gripe away. The NBA offseason, while, yes, exciting and action-packed, is a bit of a three-ring circus. <laughs> Just three? There it is. <laughs> you've, got, you've got these guys that, you know, James Harden, who's under contract with Houston, and not only do you, in most sports, guys will request a trade. Hey, I'm not happy here. I'm requesting a trade. In the NBA, you've get you got Harden, who's, hey, I want to go to the Nets because Durant told me it's it's real fun there. <laughs> Trade me for these five assets. <laughs> like these guys orchestrate their own deals. Yep. We've seen it the last number of off seasons. I, I I think the NBA is getting to a point where the draft's on right now, as you mentioned. You might as well have everybody be on a one-year contract and redraft the whole friggin' league every offseason. That's a great idea. And Harden's defense, he did decline his option, so he is a free agent technically okay. in a couple days. But yeah. oh, Okay. Yeah. So why is he worried about a trade then? I, I, that's, I don't know. Because he, he specifically he, said see, he, he wanted to. So I saw he declined his option. So I don't. that's what I don't get. Is like why? What's it matter? If you decline your option, you're going to become a free agent. Yeah. I don't know if it's easier because then the Nets can – Get rid of ass. Get rid of money in the process. If not, they've got to figure out other ways to get rid of money. So is this option for this year, or do they? It sounded like it was this year because a lot of guys. I think they had to decide by like tomorrow at five o'clock or whatever. All the options. I mean, to Russ's point, I mean, we're we literally at the point right now where I feel like 
we might as well just have, you know, eight NBA teams. Yeah. Because they're all just making their own. Yep. Right. Let's just do an eight-team tournament, you know, a couple times yeah. a year. Is anybody going to – obviously, how many people harassed Durant for yep. Golden Gold State? So that's where I was going to go with this. Yeah. Yeah. LeBron – if you're gonna harass harass Harden, if he ends up going to yeah. the now that there's times there's talk about him going to Celtics and whatever, but yeah. still, either way, is he? Do you think it's? And I just thought about this. Do you think he's trying to get out of the West because he's like, there's no chance of me getting out of here? With obviously Lakers still being good, the Western Golden Conference, States, yeah, Golden State's coming Conference? back. Oh my god, it's one of the best conferences. Before you got here on this draft analysis, Jay Billis <laughs> said. Uh, I don't even know who they were talking about. The, it was a kid that went first overall. He's going to be in a tough conference. The Western Conference is one of the best conferences. I'm like, well, there's only two. There's only two conferences. <laughs> what is he talking about? It's one of the best conferences to go play. No, no shit. One of them's got to be the best. <laughs> but yeah, I think I don't have a I don't have a favorite team in the NBA. I'm a very casual viewer. <clears throat> I do. I do like watching Steph Curry. He's probably one of the players I, I'm drawn to the most just to watch. And as you just mentioned, that's been one of the biggest, I don't know, gripes over the last five years was that Durant left OKC to go out there and form this super team. Well, now that's what everybody does. Right. I mean, that's Dude, what the, I, they, the Lakers they, did. They harassed LeBron for 10 years like you said, ever since he went to Miami. Well, it's because he stood on stage and said, <laughs> well, not one, yeah. not two. But to me, that's a little different, I guess. But it's the same thing, right? Is Harden being like, nope, I don't want to be here. I want to go here. Like, it's very similar. Obviously, he didn't get on stage and do a show about it. But Houston you know, is going to suck very, next year. They're, Westbrook they're, wants out. They're, Westbrook, they're talking about him going to Washington. And they traded away their like, first-round pick tonight. Yeah. it's They have no picks in the first round. They're, yeah, they're going to be bad. And obviously, they don't have a coach. They're a mess. Maybe but. the G League will take them. <laughs> There's a lot of trades, though, so. It is exciting, but it's just we might as well just have eight teams at this point because that's what yeah, it seems like it, it is. It's just players orchestrating super teams that take up a third of the league. You know, they're two-thirds of the league. Two-thirds of the league is right, irrelevant. Yeah. Every year like you the, can say. Like the Washington <laughs> Generals. <laughs> Every year you can say, hey, give me these five teams. One of them is going to win the NBA yeah. title. Yeah. yeah. It's, and it, as a casual viewer, admittedly, when you get down to the – the conference finals or whatever in the playoffs, it is exciting to watch. But yeah, you the rest of the season is practically irrelevant. Yeah. So they are doing. I did see they they released the first half of the schedule today through March fifth or whatever when the All Star break like is December, right? And then halfway through the year or first, halfway through Christmas. that season, they're going to start. Um, they're going to announce the second half of the season. But a lot of that's based on you know if their games gets canceled for COVID, can they fit games in? But they are going to do that like mini play-in tournament to get in the playoffs again. So it's bringing it. To be honest, Adam Silver of the four major sports, Adam Silver is probably the best. He's one of the best. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. He's he's definitely making it. You know, doing a mini play-in tournament to get to the playoffs is is kind of neat. Something different. I like it. I, I do. I just I just can't get an NBA because I don't like the style of basketball. Yeah, I don't. I think. I'm on your page. I'd rather watch college basketball, which 100%. We can touch on that real quick. Uh, Seven days. It does start, but then the big announcement was, and it was kind of expected because they, they coined or they trademarked the whole battle in the bubble uh, a while ago. So I think that was like, the in my opinion, one of the biggest sporting events we all missed out on this year was the NCAA tournament. 
whether you like college basketball or not, March Madness is fun to watch. Sit around, you got eight games on at a time. You can maybe throw ten dollars on a team that's down by five going to the fourth quarter, right, Russ? Why not? Okay. Second half. Yeah. <laughs> Second half. Uh so the tournament is gonna happen, it sounds like in Indianapolis. Yes. They're gonna have the NCAA tournament, all the teams in Indianapolis in a bubble, bubble. They're gonna be I think at Lucas Oil Field and yeah, I don't know what all the I don't know I don't know if they've announced all the they have a convention there. center out there. McAfee yeah. was talking about they can set up courts. The March Madness tournament. Yep. Yes. Okay. The entire so Indianapolis was due to host the Final Four, so I think that's why they said you know we're just leaving in Indianapolis. They were due to host the Final Four, so we'll just leave it there. Yeah. How many? Uh, this would be chaos, but what the hell? COVID, screw it. How <laughs> many basketball courts could you could you fit four basketball courts on a football field? And say hell, let's just go to town here. Probably two. On a forty-five by ninety, right? Think about it though. On a football field, you go to Syracuse, right? They have one that's on that far end. Yeah, I bet you could fit four. I bet yeah, because you don't have to put stands. I would think it's at least four. You don't have to put stands in Syracuse. You got so much of that. Yeah, but do you want? I don't know if that gets too chaotic with like whistles blowing like all over the place. Oh, it's gonna look like an AAU tournament out there, (laughs) right? So, I've comfortably. Hey, you can at least fit two in there for sure, without a doubt. And then, obviously, for the final four, you can say, all right, let's flip the court around and put it in the center of the stadium. Yeah. yeah, like you said, if they got convention center, do they go, and obviously they're doing in the bubble, but, you know, do they go to Indiana University and play games there, you know? There's so they, they other, talk about there's Notre Dame, IU, IU, IUP or whatever the hell it is. IUPUI. I think they're the, technically the host of the final four. Are they? Okay, so they said they have, there's obviously their facility. You have Lucas Oil Field. There is a uh, convention center out there that can hold probably quite a few courts. But to your point, like the whistles and stuff, there's got to be a way they got to put either like barriers up or something in between these courts to kind of, you know, especially if you're filming it. And I assume, I don't know if they will, but will they allow like parents? You know, we saw obviously with the Masters, I think you said they allowed two people to come with each player. Um, We've seen a lot of. Yeah. College football, uh, college football's had fans, but yeah, a lot of a lot of same said, "Hey, you know, you can invite your parents; they're allowed." So it'd be interesting. Obviously, that the tournament's a big moment for those kids, and that's you know that's what they yeah. that's what they dream about going, especially those small schools. I want to get to the tournament. That's you know that's what you want to do. So I think we're opening up a door to something that I am totally in agreement with. Every year we have the locations for all these people; they send them out for the bracket. Why don't we just pick a city over here to host the tournament? Why not? It'll be it, it, if it goes smoothly this year. I'm guessing it could become yeah. this consideration. City like Columbus could hold it. I don't could. want it to next year because I think it's in Buffalo. But is it? Uh, I mean, Columbus could runs, convention center, and then the the arena is block and a half from each other. Yeah, and all the yeah, hotels are Ohio centering. State there. Yeah, so. Ohio State's on the side of town, but, but yeah, you could have games you, over you there. You could have games there. So. I say the N- <clears throat> the NCAA makes so much money, they should just get an island like the UFC. <laughs> now I was thinking. Battle on the you island. You can put all the courts you want on that <laughs> island. <laughs> just out, outdoor games? Yeah. Yeah, what do you need? Metal, metal, metal backboard and no nets? <laughs> <laughs> chain, chain. Call, your own, call your own files. Let's have the finals at Rucker Park. <laughs> yeah, that was. I'm pumped for that, though, because I missed out on it last year. All right, let's move on to football. Uh, we are going into week 11. I don't want to talk about the Bills. <laughs> Painful. That was 
heartbreaking and just unbelievable. You have to um, admit you felt every emotion in that game. I did. You every, if you had paid for that, you got every penny. Here's what worth. pisses me off about it is the Bills lose on a Hail Mary, and then Monday morning and the experts are like, oh, the Bills just aren't legit. It's like, oh, but the Cardinals are because they won on a Hail Mary? <laughs> really? That's where we're going with that? Okay. I listened in my car the entirety of the game. There was that, two that seconds left. Miserable. No, I like it. I, I actually really <laughs> like it. Uh, I get out of my car because there's two seconds left. I'm like, nice, what a good win. And I go inside, open up my phone, and I see four dudes in the air, and only one of them is the Cardinal. <laughs> I, they, they, they couldn't have defended that any better. They could have. Well. They could have with Poyer not hitting Trey White. Yeah. Poyer came over and hit Trey White. Yeah. And but when you got a guy that wears 6X gloves, so it's crazy. Here's my here's my question. Field goal doesn't do him any good there, so it's not like they can yeah, advance yeah. the ball, spike it, or whatever. I don't even know if they had a timeout. That ball's going to the end zone. Why are we in a normal has to? That's when we I, win the game. Well, I think I was surprised that I actually went to the end zone on that play because they could have gotten another 10 or 15 yards and got a 35-yard pass play instead of 50. I don't, I don't know. Because they had, because still when they scored, right, there were still two seconds. I think there was eleven timeouts. They didn't, but you could have went to the. So who cares if you go to the sideline and you throw an incomplete pass? You still, you know, you still run the same play. So I was, and obviously they weren't. I, I was surprised looking. If you look at that play again, I was very surprised. He now obviously you know you got DeAndre Hopkins going down there, but he was the only one in the end zone. There was no one else in the end zone. Okay, let's say they run two plays. One of those two plays has got to go to the end zone, right. probably. So, first of all, in that play, why are we set up in a normal, like, cover two, cover three? I would have, like, my linebackers a little deeper than normal. I'd have my safeties deeper. And they didn't. I mean, everyone, Tredavious White and Poyer both were retreating back to the ball. They shouldn't have been. And even if you don't put those guys in, what if you take some of your linebackers out and you do what uh, but, Patriots did the one year? They threw, like, Gronk in the end zone. Throw a, throw a tight end or a wide taller wide receiver out there to break up that play. Didn't Hopkins come from the other side of the field, though? I think he came on a post route from the other side of the field. I, so I, he wasn't even like Trey. So I think that's why like Trey was backpedaling because it wasn't his guy. That's the only place you so, should be looking is a guy going in the end zone. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, they lost. It. I would have put somebody taller in the end zone to break up a Hail Mary that was probably coming. My problem that entire game was the Bills played like garbage in the third quarter. As always. Like all year. Yeah. Played like garbage in that third. Yep. If they don't play like garbage, they're fine. <clears throat> yep. And this was another game. It seems like every... Three or four games, Josh Allen looks like he was slapped by the coach and told, do not run the ball. Yeah, He'll have like two or three games where he runs the ball outstanding, and then all of a sudden there's a game where it's like he's afraid to go across the line of scrimmage. That opens up the offense for him, knowing that he's willing to take off and run. And then that's I think that's where they've lost their games this year is he doesn't run. They're like, all right, we're going to make you throw the ball then. You know, they drop back, and the Bills can't run the ball this year. Right. It's getting better. I like that Moss kid. Yeah, yeah, he's been. Yeah, but I mean, what last two games? I don't know what the numbers are, but they're still. Not if you if you take Allen's runs out of it, I think they've only ran the ball like twenty times. Yeah, they don't run. A lot. They ran it like fifteen times two weeks ago, but like seven of those were Allen. So well, the whole Seattle thing that was like I think yeah, that was right. planned. Oh yeah, the defensive yeah. backs and stuff. Uh, the NFL shaping up to be interesting. I can tell you just from like trying to like. Do the analysis on like placing bets and doing that blog and putting those picks out. I mean, Seattle was a two point underdog this past week to the Rams. Now, I get you have to play the game, but the Rams haven't been that great this year. 
And then you you walk around. We're, we're trying to get Russell Wilson the MVP in week seven. And then they go out and they get smoked. They only scored 16 points. And I'm like, you got to be shitting me. Hey, right. And Ramsey shut Metcalf down. Yeah. I mean, that was that was all that was to that game was Ramsey shutting Metcalf down. And we down. know they have capable receivers. Yeah. Yeah, lock him on the other side of the field. I mean, that Rams defense is good. We do know that. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, not putting up points. I mean, Bills put up, what, 42 points or whatever it was. Yeah. So. What are you chuckling about over there? Russ is pumped about this NBA draft. The third best, the th- third best available player at the moment. His first name is Precious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> his parents wanted a girl. <laughs> My God. Anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, something the last couple of weeks, even the DK slate last week, like you just, yeah, some of those games, no, and, no points got, no points really got put up last week, so. It's just I don't know. It's a tough week trying to like bet games too. Just some of the games like I don't even have anything written down here. One one, one team I want to talk about because we talked about it on the DFS units a couple weeks the ago. day before your baby was born. Yeah, was the Dolphins, and we said this next four game stretch, yep. it'll be a win if they go two and two. Well, they're three and zero right now. Yeah, they're and Tua is not playing well. He's they're winning. He's three and zero. But their defense, I think, has six touchdowns in that three-game stretch. Yeah, their defense definitely won the first game. He played right. better and, the second game. Yeah, and even this week, their first touchdown, they blocked a punt, and they had a one-yard drive to kinda, score. Yeah, like, kind of like <laughs> that was like the first week it. he was out there. Like, yeah. So, I mean. Do they have the, have the Chargers this week, right? Yeah, no. Was that this week? They did, yeah, they played the Chargers this past week. They got. I think they have the. I don't yeah, know. they played them this past week. Who's, who are the I Dolphins? I think they have the, Bron- the Broncos, maybe? Yes, I think, I think you might be right. It's the Broncos. Which so they they gonna, should beat them, right? But I think the Broncos. Yeah, yeah. Drew Locke's not playing. Right. There's pretty. They're pretty yeah. sure he's not playing. Yeah. So they're more than likely them and the Bills will be tied for the AFC yeah. East after this week. And so. Brady may have received a gift with Drew Brees getting hurt in that conference. We mean Jameis, famous Jameis, baby. Yeah, famous for his thirty <laughs> interceptions in a season. Hey, that guy's a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> you might see the video of him doing the heel dance, like the oh, stupid yeah, yeah. chicken wing W thing he does. Oh, that's the dumbest thing. I was just about to do ever. that for you. That's the dump. Oh god, <laughs> that's so stupid. It's better than crab legs, right? <laughs> what an idiot, both of you. Yeah, eat that W. Eat that yeah. W. That is so stupid. So stupid. <laughs> and the fact that I had to hear that Eat through the that mic. W. What the? Sorry to anyone that's driving and has to hear that. Oh, my God. Why don't you bring a bowl of macaroni the, next week? Guess, guess those fingers didn't taste good, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my Just God. Just yakking on a bone. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, I don't want to, like, toot my horn or anything because – who knows how the season's going to play but out? You're gonna, yeah. <laughs> no, because I, I but go ahead and do I it. I don't want to stake my flag on anything yet, but I recall in the early weeks saying Big Ben looks really good. I like the way he's playing. <clears throat> Things are shaping up well. I know that they just played the Bengals, but yeah, listen, still, he looked good this past. No week. one's telling that guy no Look. until four weeks from now when the Bills stop him. Listen, he. <laughs> 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 he's cracking himself up now. <laughs> he looked good last week, but the week before that, he did not. He doesn't look great. Yeah. Dude, they almost lost to the Cowboys. <laughs> do, should he do the W thing? <laughs> Maybe he should. <laughs> oh, I was going to make another joke, but I'll leave it alone. Um, Don't stick your fingers in your mouth. You look like you've been fingering a homeless man. 
my god. Uh, oh man. I love it. I have a laugh like that. Tells a little girl. All right, <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to get into three stars or anything else? Oh, I want to talk about not not the big deal, but Robinson Cano being suspended for the entire oh, twenty twenty one season. No, he got right. He was he got suspended already once. So so I, for a long time I was pissed off. The Yankees let him go, and then like a year later I heard grumblings and red stuff that they had suspicions, so they didn't want him. Yeah, that's why they, he kind of went packing. Now I think this Cano being out I think really hurts the Yankees because I think the Mets make a big push for LeMahieu now. Oh, for I LeMahieu. think he was already on their radar. Yeah, but I think that now with Cano being out, it's even. I was like, a, I was trying to think bigger, like, how's it hurt bigger, the Yankees? I think it's a bigger, a bigger push. Yeah, no. so, it doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, I I hate the Yankees, but their history of throwing money around and free agents and everything. If, why why would they not resign uh, Lemay? Oh, right. I mean, I to me, I mean, I guess I'm. This is probably minority decision or opinion here, but I would rather sign LeMahieu than Judge to long long term deal. Oh uh, yeah, I agree with that. Player wise, yeah, it's. Yeah. I mean, obviously, mo- most Yankee fans would probably not agree with that. Judge, I think Judge is like Judge on a marketing side is probably better. Right. Yes. Yes, marketing. Yes. yes. But player wise, I'm yeah. taking LeMahieu all day. He's yeah. a better player. Yeah. I mean, the guy's got two batting titles now. Yeah. It's one of the best pure hitters. I've I've He's said it a hundred times. Judge is Judge's success depends on who's around him in the lineup. Yeah, because if you can just pitch around a guy, I mean he's so big. He's he's he's, he's so big that he's got a toothpick in his hand out there, and you throw anything at him, slightly over the plate, and he can hit it anywhere. Right, because he's just that strong, and just so you have that guy in your lineup. If you got four guys around him in that lineup that suck, you know, just pitch around Judge, put him yeah. on base, and force some of those other guys to produce. That's why they don't have success when Stanton's playing in AAA most of the season. Yeah, yeah. I think NBA offseason or NBA MLB offseason could be. There's a lot of big names out there this year. So, yeah. when problem with I think well, it's most major sports, but they a lot of players wait. Oh, I'm going to wait till this player signs so I can see what they got. Yep. Which I think hurts. And it's def, definitely different in hockey because the, did the, that, the yeah. first day of hockey, it's like yeah, boom, everybody's signing. It's chaos, yeah. but. Every, the other three major sports, it's, you know, let me see what this guy got. That way I can see. So they always wait for that first guy to, to, to Harper Machado. take that deal. Yeah. To, you know. I, and I would say that most of that's because the NHL has a very hard salary cap. Where right. Baseball doesn't. So yep. Right. And the Yankees said they're cutting salary again this year. So if they truly do that, who knows? But Well, there's an easy cut. You get rid of Ellsbury. <laughs> Gone. Can't. They got to sign one more year, right? Or two more. I don't, I don't know. I have to look it up, but. Yeah, he's like there's still a little pizza in that box. He's got like, like twenty five Oh, check the Ellsbury thing? J- Jacob B. Ellsbury. Yeah. So he's got his contract. I mean I, th- I think it's twenty twenty two. Haven't we done this before? <laughs> I mean he's like twenty five million dollars a year. We're not table. very bright. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Terrible signing. All right. You guys want to get in three stars? Do you have a dud? It's through twenty twenty one. So yeah, one more year. Do I have a dud? Yeah. Yeah, we've already talked about him a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into three stars. Do you have a star? I do. All right. So how about this? How about you start with your star? Sure, I'd love to. Uh, and it's kind of a painful one because as I wrote it down, things looked so good. It looked so promising. And Tyler Bass is my star. Watching him kick, what's the first one was 52 yards, then the next one was 54 yards, then the next you, one was 59 yards. Two minutes ago, you told us, you, oh, you listen. Now you watch it? 
What if I listen? I can't know the stats. <laughs> you said that you said as you watched him kick. Oh well, as I listened, as I listened to it, Kareem threw the uprights and strike one of the uprights. Oh, he did hit the upright, yeah. Yeah, he's the first Bills player to do. I, th- I think they said in the NFL actually in one quarter to have three kicks over fifty yards. Oh. Probably it's probably definitely not been done a lot. I mean, oh, just the fact that you could pull that off, that's clutch. He's out. He's and I got like 15 field goals last like three weeks. He, and he was like, I always he's felt picked confident. it up the last oh, yeah. few yes. weeks. Yeah, we, I mean, we. Five games were. in the season, I was ready to go try out for kicker for the yeah. Bills. Four, four games in the season, I was packing his bags for him. Yeah. Not his, Bass's. <laughs> but he put it on his back when he needed to. They didn't shape out the way they wanted it to, but I was impressed with his moxie for yep. sure. Moxie. Love it. Squeeze my fat ass in some football pants. <laughs> I can I can miss a forty yard or two Dude, for a million. You, you, so. you, you'll never look worse than that Penn State kicker from a couple of years ago. <laughs> I don't remember that. But. Only Adam would. <laughs> I hate Penn State. She let it fly. Me? Oh, timeout. We got a draft trade in the three ring circus of the NBA. Ricky Rubio, uh, Thunder will trade Ricky Rubio in a number twenty five and twenty eight over pick. To the Timberwolves. I hope he didn't fucking pack his bags yesterday when he got traded. Danny Green got traded at the end of the day, too. I know. Bought a house already. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Back to stars. Yeah. Important shit. Uh, my third star, Kalen Chaos Williams. He's a welterweight UFC fighter who was on the card last Saturday. He had the one-punch knockout win over Abdul Razik Al-Hassan. That was round one, 30 seconds in. The two of those guys... Traded leg kicks, and then Chaos Williams decided to throw a, a short right jab, and the guy was asleep before he hit the mat. So I had three stars, but now I have four because you're the fourth one for pronouncing that other guy's name. <laughs> hey, name pronoun- pronunciation I can do. Well, that was good. Wait till we get into hockey Can you season. say it again? Yeah, Abdul Rasik Al-Hassan. All right. What good. else you got? You got a test for me? I'll yeah. pronounce names all night. Seasoned vet. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be the PA announcer for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. Public address. You want to try out right now? So if anyone in the Sabres organization is listening, let me oh, know. Oh, maybe next week we can get a play for you and you can call the play. <laughs> Wait, so PA you can try out. Is P- it the PA like, yeah. <laughs> oh, you want to be a public, PA now? Public sorry. address, not, not play <laughs> by play. Not play by play. Yeah. Well, maybe well, we'll get a goal for you and then you can <laughs> announce it over the speaker. <laughs> we'll try out for you. We'll, we'll put that together. Yeah. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> Shut up, Chuck. <laughs> <Shut> up. <laughs> All right, what do you got over there? Uh, third star, not of the week, of the first 10 weeks of the season, Stefan Diggs. Um, 73 catches, 906 yards, four touchdowns. Most targeted little, wide receiver in the NFL. I did, right a, did a little uh, Twitter searching over the past couple of days. Got to be accurate. When, when the, <laughs> when the uh, Vikings made the trade, there was a lot of harassment um, that no one would throw digs the ball in Buffalo. Pro football focus. Projections for this year for digs. 69 catches, 840 yards, and five touchdowns. Well, he's surpassed two of those already, and he's still got six games to go. Yep. And there was a lot of that. There's no chance he gets 800 yards this year. He's almost at 1,000. He is leading the league right now. Targets, isn't he, and catches? Targets, catches, and yards. Obviously, he's a game ahead of some people, so I think Hopkins Josh might Allen, take him over. Josh Allen leading the league in passing. Allen leads the league in passing right now. He's got an extra game on him, but either way, 
Allen's getting digs the ball. Yep. So does he lead the league in uh, touchdowns caught by quarterbacks? Uh, that's I don't know. He's got a good, a good chance. If not, yeah. he's tied. Yeah. He's got <laughs> How about that juke move though? It sounded good on the radio. <laughs> uh, my third star of the week is Matt Wolf, and not because he played golf. Matt Wolf signed with Gatorade this week. And Matt Wolf is only the second golfer ever to sign with Gatorade, and the other one being Tiger Woods. So congratulations to Matt Wolf on signing with Gatorade. That's kind of a big deal. He's going to be good for the game of golf. Yes, good, I good like for marketing him. aspects. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I like Matt Wolf. Yeah, that's a. I got it shocked me that he was only the second person to sign with Gatorade. But then the more I thought about it, I'm like Gatorade's not really big in golf. You don't yeah. see guys like taking their Gatorade bottle out and right. drinking it. So I hope we see some killer Gatorade golf bags for him. <laughs> You're going to buy them? Oh, yeah. We, you want to get step. one? Oh, we'll see. We'll see what they look like. <laughs> you <laughs> never know. <laughs> That'd be sweet. Oh, I'm up. You're up. Um, second star we've already mentioned, uh, Bernhard Longer. Oldest player to ever make the cut at the Masters. He was, I believe, three under for the week. Tied for 29th overall. 63 years old, making the making the cut at the Masters. Pretty impressive week for him. He'll probably break his record next year. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's got to pay almost as much as winning on one of those champions events, right? Don't they only make like a quarter million for a win on one of those? Uh, they make pretty good money out there. Yeah, half half a million, I think. There. I don't know. He didn't make that much. No, T29, probably, he probably made. Probably made 150, 50. 200, right? Somewhere no, there. no. Probably made even. like 35. I think it's yeah, what Bryson really? was right around there. Bryson made like a, 39 or something like that. I think I saw they had to be in the top 20 to make 100. They should have penalized Bryson thirty nine thousand one dollar. <laughs> Everybody makes the cut. Everyone who misses the cut still gets ten grand though. Oh really? Like mm-hmm. Jeopardy? Like a still get a prize? <laughs> you still get Advil? Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Alex. Yeah. Rip. Everybody, right, we got over there. Uh, second star, going back to North Carolina football. Uh, Sam Howell, thirty two of forty five, five hundred and fifty yards, six passing touchdowns, one pick, and a rushing touchdown. And they beat Wake Forest 59-53. Oh, nail-biter. It's close. Sheesh. So I did see some guy made a bet. I think the over-under was like 75. He put a bet to win. He won like 100 bucks for every point over like 82 points. Really? And it capped at like 4,200 and he got it all. Oh, it's a lightning bet. Yeah, it was... But if it goes it, under the, the line, right. you pay for yeah. every number under the same amount. Correct. Artie Lane talks so, about yeah, Howard Stern. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so he he won the max hmm. bet, like 4200 bucks. Oof. Nice. That's scary. All right, so my second star of the week is Andy Ogletree, the low am at the Masters this week. Yep. Uh, very impressive. He finished not only just make the cut, he finished a two-under. Uh, I believe tied. I don't know what he finished, but either way. Uh, the story two. early. I think he's two. Two under, yeah. Uh, story of the week going into this week was they uh, did a short story on him. He wrote a letter in like third grade how he wanted to someday play golf with Tiger Woods. And he told a story this week that he was on the putting green Thursday, like nervous, probably like shit in his pants. And he said Tiger walked up to him and was like, hey, you ready to go do this, bud? <laughs> like, hey, want to go play golf? Yeah. Showed he was nervous the first two holes. He said the yeah. first like four holes I mean, he was he went, pretty like, nervous. Du- double and then bogey right yeah. after. But either way, that's my second star is Andy Ogletree. Probably turn a pro in the next, I'd say, couple weeks. 
Uh, keeping with the Masters theme. I didn't put DJ because we already gave him a bunch of credit. So my first star I'm going to give to Cameron Smith. He was tied for second at the Masters at 15 under and the first player in Masters history to shoot our, all four rounds in the 60s. It's also my first star. So that's uh, See, that, I, that I was gonna be, I'm glad I didn't say it earlier. <laughs> I can't believe that hasn't been done before. Yeah, when, yeah, when you think about that, it's crazy that, yeah. you know, even shooting three under. Yeah. Like, it's very odd. Yeah. I mean, I, if you would have told him on Monday, hey, you're going to shoot four rounds in the 60s, and you're going to finish when? 15 under. Yeah. Oh, wait, and you lost by five shots. Yeah. Wait, they said he idolized Adam Scott growing up. He shot a lower score than Adam Scott did to win. Yeah. Yep. And didn't win. Nope. Stat for you over there, stat boy. I like it. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> my first star is goes to a player on Russ, Russ's alma mater, UB Bulls. Jarrett Patterson last night, 31 carries, 301 yards, and four touchdowns. Maybe that, Bowling Green, but Bowling Green's terrible. I bet, I bet but against him a couple weeks ago. Was, but three hundred and one yards on the ground is yeah. I mean, I I think he had like sixty five yards on the first drive of the game in like Jeez. two minutes. It's had a hell of a game. I don't want to do that. I'll stick to kicking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time for a dud. All right, I'll uh, I'll keep my dud, but I'll make it a little different because I I think it needed to be specified anyway. Originally, I just wanted to talk about how disgusted and just over Bryson DeChambeau I am. But I don't think all of the responsibility is on him. I think most of the responsibility goes to the golf channel themselves. When we're talking about the Masters coming up, I want to I want to learn about the field. I want to learn about all the amateurs that are playing, and I want to learn about all the first-timers. <coughs> I don't want 60% of the airwaves to be Bryson DeChambeau. I remember the same thing happening five or six years ago when Tiger was not even playing. And yeah. now... We had a wonderful couple grace years where Tiger was playing, but not ultra-relevant. And then here comes Bryson DeChambeau, and now all we can hear about is him. I'm just ready to hop off yeah. that train for a bit. I don't wish negatively against him. I just wish that the... Uh, yeah. Stop crowning him until he does it. Yeah. I, I Get agree. off the high horse. I think that's a good dud, and I agree with you 100%, because even though I think we're collectively against him, we've spent like 10 episodes bitching about him for a combined but the five thing hours. for me is he can uh, i'm okay himself. with us not mentioning him again until like he wins again or mm-hmm. maybe like next year's masters analysis i think he is fresh enough and young enough he can redeem himself and still be a fan favorite he just has to change the approach he's making it's his attitude yeah yeah 100 percent. because if he had a good attitude i would be all for him being the change in the game but it's just really tough to stand behind him and he uh I think the other thing, us getting tired of listening to it and the media shoving it down our throat like they did last week. I think other players too. I mean, mm-hmm. not. I don't. I didn't watch a single press conference where a player went in and didn't get asked about him. Yeah. If there's a pay per view, I want to see it's him against Brooks. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they should have next next year after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Or rough so I know, and rowdy. I know he, he and Brooks have had this, you know, back yeah. and forth. They clearly don't like each other, but I, I can't wait till one of the real veterans like. A tiger or Phil or somebody has asked a question about him, and they speak up and say, "You know, look, I'm sick of talking about this. He he can do things his own way. Don't ask me about him." Right. Phil might not have played that great, but I stand behind what I said. My statement about game improvement irons. Yeah, were you taking a shot at us? I was taking a shot at myself too. I play pro combos right. that I shouldn't probably be hitting either. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, 
think that's it for uh, 38. Until next time, in-house again, hopefully next week. <laughs>